It's a big lots warehouse. It, it, it looks like a, a peddler's mall, Mike. It's not that. It's, it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we are giving you a review of New Mutants. Surprise. Oh, my gosh. A review out of nowhere, out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. in a pandemic. It's a Christmas miracle, and it's <laughs> still November. So, you know, shake out your snow, get your, get your tree up. Let's let's talk about New Mutants later. Um, Marvel is gearing up for the Fantastic Four, and I'm going to tell you how. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love just speculating about the future of the MCU, something oh. we don't get to do quite that often oh, anymore. I know. Give Mike a soapbox, and he is gone. He is, we'll, we'll let him talk. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special will be the most meta thing you ever watch, <laughs> and more. And more. Wow, Chris, it's it's been a week, right? You know, everyone's been waiting and waiting and waiting and it's it's finally here. Your new episode of Superhero Slate. Exactly. So you can stop you can stop refreshing your phones, you know. Uh, I know CNN doesn't usually cover our show, but you know, I, I think they put us up on the Chiron. New episode of Superhero Slate, finally reviewing a movie for the first time in seven months. Yeah. So, you know, the wait is over. America, yeah. you can finally have a sigh of relief. Exactly. We uh, we review uh, new mutants. <laughs> well, I think I think also on top of that, um, due to Mike's, uh, I guess, um, what he, Mike upgraded his equipment last week, so now I had to upgrade my equipment this week, and now I have a boom stand and the same microphone. Me and Mike are on the same microphone for the first time I think since like the first month we started recording the show. Oh yeah, I know this is crazy, right? Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we're beaming into your ears with God, the, the luscious sounds, sounds of our voices. Yeah. I gotta keep. I keep. I keep watching the the levels because I'm like, I don't. Am I? Am I too hot? You probably have like a. You probably have like a faulty pin in your port or something, and you're just like sounding like a Mm -hmm. craggly mess right now. We don't even know it. Both of these episodes complete trash. Throw them out. We'll just come back next week at that point. (laughs) I mean, this is this. I mean, this is just uh, slightly audio related. But I was watching a little bit of last night's SNL before we got on Uh the show, and they did a sketch where Dave Chappelle played the Allstate insurance kind of mascot, which is just this guy with a really deep voice. And at first, I thought he was just really good at doing a deep voice, but then I realized they were modulating his voice live on the air. So that was really really funny because if he hit the pitch or the tone a little differently, you could kind of hear like the computer like weird algorithm hitting his voice and then uh he was standing right next to pete davidson who was playing count chocula and i don't think they were intending to modulate his voice but since he was right next to dave chappelle i think sometimes dave's mic was picking up pete davidson's voice so it's a really crazy uh sketch but the crazy stuff you can do with microphones chris we should start modulating our voices to be deeper and smoother i don't i don't know um they're just gonna (laughs) get us as we are raw unadulterated unfiltered podcasting news every week yeah your microphone's even like hanging from an arm now it's mm -hmm. not even sitting on a desk yeah yeah my my keyboard doesn't sound nearly as uh, loud does it (laughs) yeah people will don't have to like you know Mm -hmm. spit their coffee out or like you know get startled whenever you have hit the space bar yeah i know i listen to a podcast and every time they say the word defenders they played the defenders of the earth theme song i like full blast (laughs) and i'm like 
I feel like we could do that, but you know why? I'm, I'm not doing it the same reason we're not modulating our voices, because it's extra work, and um, <laughs> I, I'm putting more money into this show than it's paying out to me, so I'm just going to let it roll. It's going to let it roll. Let it roll. Into the corn stream. Let's, let's kick this thing off, because I was going to do the snack section first, because our corn stream could go into our news, our first bit of news, but I, I want to talk, I want to split it up a little bit. So what have you been watching this week yeah i i totally forgot i caught this movie that i haven't seen in a while until i started talking about the concept of a waiting for things last week mm-hmm. uh we watched the movie waiting and i just added it into the corn stream and i thought it might have seen passive aggressive that i was typing in our live show notes waiting dot 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 so yeah. i had to type the movie after it so you didn't think i was being uh being too uh rude to you uh, no, our, no more than usual but go on <laughs> but yeah it had been a while since i've seen waiting i mean it's like iconic movie of our youth for sure especially if you've ever worked in food service so i've seen it plenty of times but this is the first time i i think i'd really ever seen it i i would say as a fully fledged adult as as much as i could think i could qualify myself as an adult really really So I, I so i started looking at it through maybe a slightly more sophisticated lens and i think the movie just honestly even gets even better you know um I love the way the kind of our main characters grow in their own little way throughout the movie, the way they set up some shots, the mirror with other shots uh, earlier in the movie. And just on top of all like just the uh, just like the, kind of the gross out immature humor. It's just still a really good movie. The only thing that really doesn't hold up is there's maybe some uh, there's some gay jokes that didn't age too well, but they're coming mostly out of the mouths of degenerates that mm. work at a restaurant. So even there, it kind of makes sense but i think they would probably leave that out of a movie now even if the character was pretty degenerate but yeah the movie still holds up i was surprised when i looked up the director it was the same person that wrote the movie so you can tell this was really a project at heart for them and if you watch the credits at the very very end there's a long section of the crawl that is just him giving thanks to different people and different scenarios in his life you know usually people will put like one line oh thanks to mom and dad and my wife but he had like this whole block of text of people that he wanted to thank so you can tell this was really a movie that was really personal to him and i was surprised to see that he was actually uh in charge of making the sequel called still waiting i've never seen the oh sequel boy. at all that sounds like, that sounds kinda, like a son of the mask scenario <laughs> going on here. yeah i was kind of assuming this guy would go on to bigger and better things i'm sure he's had a career um you know good enough to pay the bill so it's not like i feel bad for him in any way but the only other thing he's really done is that um is that uh that movie tag that has jeremy renner and some of those other uh famous uh kind of comedy stars in it i don't remember who else was in the movie besides jeremy renner i I think ed helms is in it ed helms and um uh hannibal burris i think he's in it as well anyway Mm -hmm. uh i watched that movie and it it was just kind of so 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 i was kind of expecting maybe he would go on to do something but i don't know he's still got project in the works so anyway uh waiting still holds up if you haven't seen it oh man it's quintessential to chris's and i's kind of coming of age like it came out at the right just at the right time it's it's funny you mentioned because i was i was thinking about a movie adjacent to that on grandma's boy yesterday uh Mm -hmm. did you ever watch that one um yeah 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 so so Mm -hmm. if, if you're if you're familiar with video games as we're like on the cusp of a video game console launch I'm, i i thought back to that yesterday and, and i kind of grouped those together in that like mid-2000s like you know you're eating um you, you know your your cheddar and sour cream r- uh, ruffle lays mike and, and drinking your mountain dews and eating your pizzas and white castles with your buddies on a friday night saturday because you got nothing to do so um yeah, I, I totally agree 
But that was Waiting. That was the one movie that I was watching in the corn stream this week. And I, this is more, I guess, maybe a PSA because I don't have cable, so I wasn't able to watch uh, Rick and Morty Season 4 when the rest of the world got to watch it. But it is now on Hulu, and then you told me it is also on HBO Max, which makes a lot more sense yes. because that's kind of the corporate umbrella well, streaming service that owns Rick and Morty. But it's also over on Hulu, so if you only have Hulu, you can start watching it over there. Yeah, because I, I watched it live except for... For the last episode and then i was like okay let's watch it on i, I missed this last one let's watch it on hulu nothing 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 finally a year later that it comes out because this <laughs> show's been out the season's been out for a year if you believe that or not so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that's good 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 to know i can go check out that last uh last episode for it yeah i'm only uh, i'm only a couple episodes in. i mean the season's not like particularly long so i'll probably finish it up here uh uh shortly but yeah more classic rick and morty adventures mm-hmm. i'm curious what the long game is going it, to be right they had a unique kind of contract negotiation where it didn't seem like they were necessarily going for more money per episode just more of the longevity of the life of the show because they got they locked down like seven seasons in those negotiations so we got a lot more rick and morty coming up so i'm curious how they're gonna not stretch it, but what the what the road what the path is here for the show. But well, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more uh, ridiculous uh, violence and uh, fart jokes. Okay, well, I know you've only watched a couple, but we've talked about this um, before, where the there like there's a train of plot points, right? You talked about a show mm-hmm. like that. There's an episode that 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 touches on that later, and I, I want you to text me when you watch that. So please do. Gotcha. The, the 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 big standout so far was there's an episode where there's a dragon that's hoarding like a bunch of valuables and gold, and um, uh, Rick holds up a, a, a old classic carton of Ecto Cooler, and I was like, hey, that joke was for us particularly. Yeah. They worked Ecto Cooler into this episode, so I, I appreciated that. They but knew you were watching it. A, yeah, but Rick and Mor- Morty season four finally up there and streaming. If you've been patiently waiting, like I have. And uh, this one is streaming related, but not even necessarily content that you would watch. Uh, If you're out there and you have a Roku like I do, they like to put themes on your homepage uh, whenever, you know, they're cross promoting something or if it's like a holiday, like, you know, they'll put like spooky Halloween stuff up in the background for Halloween. But uh, they must have some sort of partnership with Disney Plus right now because I actually have a really cool Mandalorian background that was added to my Roku, I think just right after the election wrapped up. And it's really cool because you have like this really cool kind of like, uh, you know, desert planet background. And then I have like this little Mandalorian ad Mm -hmm. on the right hand side. So, uh, you know, you probably already see it if you have a Roku, but I think it looks pretty cool. And hopefully I can even after the uh, the uh, the partnership is over for the Roku homepage, I want to be able to hopefully I can go back and turn it back on because it looks pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, I don't know why I needed to mention that, but I just want to say it looks pretty cool. <laughs> you you must have. I think also there's a couple. Um, there's a Fortnite and an Xbox Disney Plus promotion. I think you can get two months with them if you purchase something through either one of those. I think coming up. So uh, if you've not jumped on Disney Plus, by God, you are missing out on a lot of good content, and you're gonna need it to stay up to date with the MCU <laughs> going forward. So. Oh. Yeah, and I, I, I can't believe I forgot this. I always talk about these uh, these uh, zoo shows that the wife and I are watching on oh Disney Plus. Uh, uh, Disney Plus has its, I believe it's its its, its own. I mean, it's marketed as a National Geographic, but I think it's technically a Disney Plus original, uh, where it's a it's the it's the animal it's the wild animal kingdom at 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 Disney World. So it's set up like all of the other kind of zoo reality shows. You know, the Columbus Zoo or the Tampa Zoo or the Australian Zoo where it's just a bunch of cameras following around employees at the zoo. 
but they're doing one for the the one at uh, yeah. Disney World, which is pretty cool because not only are they covering the animals that live there, but every once in a while they'll do a segment on the Imagineering, which is cool. Like they did yeah. this whole segment on this fake tree that they made just so they could get kind of get like these warm kind of Kelvin lights, you know, shooting down at the elephants so they could kind of mimic the sunset for them. So I was like, ooh, that's the X factor that this show has that those other kind of zoo shows don't have is they can bring in the Imagineering. Um, I, I, if you've watched any of the Imagineering documentaries on Disney Plus, there's that one guy that has the really weird dangling earring. He has like a huge gauge in his ear and he has like a mass ball of earrings and just dangles off his face. Very unique looking person, but he he was in the episode where they talked about the tree. Yeah. So you can go check that out on Disney Plus. Yeah, the tree. It's uh, definitely a staple of the uh, animal kingdom down there in Florida. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and toss in my, my two cents here. I uh, got my new colored lights in last week, Mike. We talked about those. And after we mm-hmm. got off recording, the I, I was like looking for something like, what movie has tons of color that I can play with? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remembered the intro to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has tons well, of little color. Little dancing baby Groot. Yes. Oh, it was perfect. You sent me the video, and I was like, oh, he made the right choice. Yes. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch this intro here once they – return the harbulary batteries right there i'm I'm gonna turn this over uh and i end up watching the whole damn movie so i was like this movie is so fun i i I know people like the first one more than the second i really really dig the second one i think the music's better choice in my opinion for a lot of it and i i just was it was fun to dive back in and hard to believe it's been what three years three and a half years since we were in the guardians universe and who knows how much longer till we get to the third section of that movie so um knock on wood we'll, we'll get back to that I've also taken to calling my youngest cat Twig um, because that's what they call a Groot in that. So I'm like, oh, this one's, she's not Twig. So I'm going to jump into a little bit of a snack section, Mike. Um, I was able to find some stuff here uh, this week. And I shared some photos with you and you you seem to be jump on board with this. This first one I think we both have had uh, at this point is gingerbread Oreos out in the wild. Oh, uh- Yes, they finally knocked a new flavor out of the park. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time with uh, these new fancy limited edition Oreos, they they never really quite match what the packages say they are, right? It's just like you can tell me it's a s'mores Oreo, but when I bite into it, it does not feel like I'm experiencing a s'more, right? right. You know, or like birthday cake or whatever. You know, they're just different variations of like the same cookie. But this is the first time I think I've had like a exclusive new Oreo that transported me to a different flavor. And I would dare say these are just solid, just gingerbread cookies in general. Not even just a good Oreo. Like if you like gingerbread, if you like those holiday flavors, like I hope these come back every year. These are so good. I agree. This is a 10 out of 10. You you, you get them. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay, is this like a gingerbread filling? Like, you know, like a little bit of spice sizzled on it? No, that cookie is hard. That cookie is, is, is a gingerbread cookie. The icing I feel is a little different too. It feels a little richer. Uh, when you eat it, and it could just be me with the gingerbread, but I'm like, it, it's a it's a gingerbread cookie with a white icing, and they just they they kill it. This is, I I I don't celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving, Mike, but this had me ready to go, and and that's saying a lot out of a cookie. So not only did we find Oreos two aisles over, I came across the first seasonal M and M's, the sugar M and M's, sugar. Yeah, cookie, I've seen, white I've, seen the, I've seen these. I've seen these in the snack feed, so I'm glad you finally found them. Yes, so I, I found them. They, I walked in. They were. I mean, I didn't expect them really. They are a white chocolate uh, M M&M and M with a crispy cookie middle, and they mm-hmm. are 
addicting little sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> they are they're very very. I don't think they nail sugar cookie exactly because there's too much white chocolate in this candy shell of an M M&M. M. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work with it, but they are very very sugary sweets that I think are some of the the, the sweeter M Ms uh, that reach up there, and they've got that nice crunchy middle with that cookie, a nice mm-hmm. crisp, which I I think is is fantastic. So. Um, yeah, holiday cookies and other cookies in general sometimes confound me, like the sugar cookie variety, if you will, because a sugar cookie is really just almost kind of like a blank, unadorned cookie, right? Because I got this snack, uh, Lindor Truffle has a has a seasonal one called the, the Snickerdoodle Truffle, and I really like the white chocolate Lindor Truffle, so any sort of variation on those, I'm all for. But I believe a Snickerdoodle is just a sugar cookie with some cinnamon on it, I think. Is no, that like no, really it, the it, only it, difference? No, it's, it's, it's much more than that. Um, <laughs> you, you say it as if you're in this high position of authority. Yes. But I believe you. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's my wife makes them, and I, I will tell you that it's not. There's this. I, I and some may be wrong. Maybe the way she makes them, but it's not just um, a, a sugar cookie with cinnamon on it. Like there, there's. Okay. I don't know if it's it's the 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 sugar or like the oil or the butter or something like that. She she makes them. They're way different than the sugar cookies. Like the sugar cookies we have are a little more flat and crisp. These are more mm-hmm. raised and puffy, if you will. Gotcha. Either either way, it sounds like it's snacking season, and that's the, one of the great things about like yeah. holidays is they always bring out some sort of new weird variation of something. And you can you can trust us over here at Superhero Slate that when we're not talking about superheroes, we're talking about sugary or cheesy things that we like to eat. Mm. I just looked up. It's cream of tartar is in uh, Snickerdoodles. All right, whatever the hell yeah. that is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the baking person. I just, I'm the eating person. I will test to make sure they they taste good. So, so we got that. But yeah, it's the season for snacking, and we'll probably have more of these as we go. But mm-hmm. it's also the season for reviews for movies that have long been eluding us, Mike. <laughs> long time coming. Three years um, since production ended, and then almost two and a half or less since it was originally supposed to come out, but we finally got around to watching New Mutants this weekend, and we were able to record a whole review episode for everyone to listen to. Yeah, that's right. Not some sort of weird, edited, cut out from our normal news episodes. This is a fully-fledged, separate episode of Superhero Slate where we sat down and just talked about this movie, the ins and outs, the spoilers, the implications of where it could have gone if it didn't get axed. Uh, there's not many characters in the in the movie, so I believe we talked about them all mm-hmm. pretty uh, pretty from head to toe. Oh. So, yeah, yeah I, like, like we said in the review, the, the official digital release doesn't come out until next week. But you've had other avenues to catch the movie if you're lucky enough to live in an area where you won't die if you go to the movie theater. You could have seen it there. I'm sure there's other avenues which you can watch a movie because it's 2020 and there's there's many ways that you can watch. I wouldn't be surprised if if you just typed in stream New Mutants Now free. You could probably find some shady website with subtitles that would just let you start watching it right now. Yeah, exactly. So there are ways to watch it and if not, it'll come out soon. Uh, we kind of dove into it full spoilers in the episode, but we're not going to do that here. We're going to give you our initial thoughts. Do you want to do the way we did it on the episode, Mike? Same order? Same? Yeah. All right. Well, same same yeah. thing. So, um, so I went into this um, after the bad taste of Dark Phoenix in my mouth from the X-Men movies. Very bad. Very low expectations. This movie has been delayed forever and to no fault of its own. Just how um, the timing of Dark Phoenix and also a merger happened and then... Um, a pandemic at the same time. This has been 
a, a tragic tale for this film how it got here. But at the end of the day, I found the characters and the acting really, really well done. I, I had a, a lukewarm time, if, if I say this, with that. Uh, the only drawback I had is the plot is kind of predictable and you kind of see where it's going. But there were still some surprises, some twists and turns, and some remnants of what could have been a horror film in here that really put it above uh, a, a notch above just, you know, average stuff. So I think, you know, again, lukewarm reception to it. Wish it would have been a little better, but at the same time, this could have been a much worse film at the end of the day. So um, I'd recommend it on streaming if you get a chance. Uh, maybe maybe you don't need to run out and buy it. Maybe get a Black Friday deal on it if you want to collect the whole set. But, I mean, this, there's no reason to, to rush out and see it. But I, I do recommend if you get a chance to, to catch it on streaming. Um, yeah, Mike? I think I would I think I would recommend pretty much all of those sentiments. We, we seem to be pretty agreeable on this film mm-hmm. with our, our opinions. But yeah, uh, mostly when I watch this movie, I just think of what could have been, you know, where it was going. You know, they never knew that it was going to be the last X-Men Fox movie when they were making it. So just kind of from more of an intellectual level, it's interesting to watch just to see, you know, oh, this is really the last Fox X-Men movie, and they just had no idea. Uh, There was definitely stuff that they could have built off on here for a sequel. Uh, You know... It could have it could have been better. It could have been a lot worse. So what we're left with is just kind of something that you know you're probably not going to remember remember that much uh, after you know who knows a couple of hours or maybe even a couple of days. And since the uh, the X Men are now R I P from the Fox universe, you know it's up to Feige and the MCU to to reboot them. And I'm sure once that new X Men movie comes out, whenever it gets released, uh, this will be. This will just be a long in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to go check out some interesting accent choices, but maybe see some cool pops of some special effects, go check out mm-hmm. New Mutants. Um, I don't think it's going to be a total waste of time. I, I feel like yeah. if you're really into the superhero stuff, you know, like we are and listening to this show, I feel like you got to kind of put this up there and you got you got to watch it just almost for historical context. But uh, yeah, I'd recommend New Mutants. Uh, eventually yeah. it'll be streaming uh, for free and I, I think it'd be a good choice to watch it oh. there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you, guess what? New content, new movies. When, when when do we get that this year? You know, never. Yeah, so. beggars can't be choosers. You no. know, Mandalorian only takes up 40 to 50 minutes of your week, right? There's yeah. still a lot more time left to fill. Exactly, exactly. So the New Mutants, uh, get a chance to watch it, feel free. But like we're saying, you don't need to buy it and rush out immediately. Uh, keep, keep yourself mm-hmm. safe and watch it when you can at that, that note. Uh, let's jump into some Black Widow news. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's been out doing some rounds. Apparently, I don't know if this was like delayed press or like you know something they're trying to just make people know this movie still exists before it comes out next mm-hmm. May. But uh, she says that we will confirm, or she confirms that we'll learn what happened in Budapest in this movie. And if you remember that line from Avengers, where Hawkeye's like, "You and I remember Budapest very differently." So uh, I believe this could indicate a Hawkeye cameo in this movie um, that that a lot of people have kind of speculated on. Yeah, I mean, for 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 most of the MCU movies, I pretty much trust uh, uh, the creative intent for all of them, so I'm not really worried in any way. Yeah. But I hope they don't build an entire narrative off of this this one-off line that uh, Joss Whedon wrote in the Avengers, right? Oh. You know, I, I kind of just saw it more as just like a funny like character moment where we could just learn kind of how these these two people possibly bonded in the past, and then we move on and we go back to them like kicking some uh, kicking some butt on the helicarrier, right? 
so if, if this indeed is part of the movie, I hope it's just kind of, you know, kind of maybe tongue in cheek. We just get to learn a little bit more and then we move on with the plot, yeah. which probably what will happen. But yeah, I, I think everyone's really wondering if we're going to get a little Hawkeye in a, in kind of a, a prequel, mm-hmm. you know, Scarlett well, Johansson black widow movie yeah and we we also know from the avengers that hawkeye was the person who brought uh natasha into the fold uh because he was sent to kill her so um Mm -hmm. that could be could be the end of the movie could be you know maybe the first post-credits scene where they usually tie something into nothing into its own movie not the next movie so yeah, mm-hmm. it, it could be some. I expect it to be very, very little. Um, and 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 but he will be there. It'll probably be like some archival footage they show somewhere. Um, not even the full scene. You know, we're gonna be watching through CCTV somewhere. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think I think this is interesting because we don't know where this takes place in the timeline for Black Widow. Um, and 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 where where all these characters exist. All we know is uh she's not coming back. So, uh that's that's about that's about all we got right there. And Hawkeye's getting his own show. So. No Budapest there. <laughs> uh, Fantastic Four is on. We're on the cusp of Fantastic Four, Mike. We 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 know it's mm-hmm. coming into, into the MCU just like the mutants. There's a new production entity uh, that was created and is owned by Marvel and Disney, and it's called Solve Everything Productions LLC. And I saw this title, and I knew exactly which comic book series it was referencing, and that is mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. Um, and this is, uh, Jonathan Hickman. He wrote a run from 2008 to, I believe 2011 about the fantastic four. And, uh, it was one of, uh, Reed Richards, um, mantras was like, you know, what I'm going to do is solve everything. Like I'm, I'm going to find mm-hmm. solutions for everything in the world. And we know that gets him into more trouble usually than helps at the end of the day. So I believe this is a solid, um, indication that, uh, maybe they're starting to do pre-production pay for some, scripts pay for some 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 people working very very pre pre-production on this uh because they uh, usually create these llc's for financing purposes so um i mean it's when do you think we're gonna see them at this point yeah it's on the horizon i think the the two big properties that uh marvel has now at back is fantastic four and x-men and i think we just kind of all assumed that we were probably going to see fantastic four before mutants and i think this kind of uh gives us a little bit of a confirmation because like you said if they're filing if they're making these little companies for you know for for tax and you know um like money laundering purposes i don't know what the hell they're doing with them uh but it seems like we would have seen something hinting towards the x-men beforehand so i think it makes sense to to introduce the fantastic four first they have um i would they might have more infamous stink on them than the x-men actually do but they haven't been around as long and 10 as long as the X-Men have so this seems like the most logical thing to spin back up first and then we'll get to the mutants kind of after we've established the Fantastic Four well I I would disagree Fantastic Four had that 1994 movie that they never released (laughs) that they promoted Uh, so I think they've got a little more clout I think what's interesting is they're both teams of uh, superheroes right they're not individual superheroes Mm -hmm. Um, and I think um, there's less baggage with uh, Fantastic Four kind of like what you mentioned like yeah, the last one was the Josh Trank one. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I only in my nightmares, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the melted bag looking Doctor Doom. I think anything above that's <laughs> fine. So I think they'll be fine. So I think I think there's a interesting thing here, and it's coming that way. So um, we'll talk more about production companies here in a little bit. But I, I think I think this is a good indi- indication they're starting to possibly, like I said, hire people to start working on like you know, hey, draft us some ideas. What do you think? Where does this fit in the world? Here's our story. Um, you know, cause in quarantine, what do you have a lot of time to do? 
brainstorm ideas, Mike. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll see. I kept almost. Like. I kept almost Freudian slipping during this entire segment where I kept wanting to say Fantastic Beasts instead of Fantastic Four. So, uh, no, that's uh, later. We'll, we'll talk, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I, it might not be a problem in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely definitely not. Uh, in terms of productions, WandaVision uh, filming is reportedly wrapped on this. Apparently they were doing some last-minute stuff. I don't know if this was a group, um, A or B filming, um, but um, I really highly believe we're going to get it next month. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think I think Mandalorians uh, right now it's killing it every Friday, right? I gotta remember mm-hmm. not to check the internet every Friday morning um, <laughs> until I get to watch it. So um, I'm I'm excited for that. I, I think this this week's episode had a um, uh, a character from Kim's Convenience in it, right? For, for me oh yeah that was exciting to see yeah uh the the character by the name of Appa with you know this also kind of ties into Simu Lu yeah uh, who's the, who's going show? to. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, what my wife told me was that he is a diehard Star Wars fan and has always wanted to be a part of the franchise. So I'm guessing he probably just had a standing order with his agent. Whenever anything Star Wars pops up, let me know. So yeah. <laughs> it was really cool to see him in an X-Wing and flying around. So that was a fun cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Really, 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 really fun episode. So yeah, well, hopefully WandaVision takes us place on Fridays. We don't know what the release schedule is, but I don't know why they wouldn't do Fridays. Right. Like that seems yeah, like that, that, that's, yeah, that seems to be the, the hot, the hot day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's got to compete against Great British Bake Off, but I think that's wrapping up pretty soon. So we, we should. Be yeah, well, I think uh, episode eight is next week, so there's only three more weeks of that. That'll yeah. be wrapped up before it sounds like the holidays, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's fun to watch. Keeps me going. Um, we're going to talk about Loki here. So we talked about this. I, I had to go pull it up here. In February, we reported Loki was getting a sequel. So I just want to put this out mm-hmm. there because they made. Limbo Productions 1 LLC. That usually means <laughs> that the one indicates a first chapter of multiple productions. This is how they keep all their financing in order for mm-hmm. these shows. So um, there have been rumors about it. So there is um, the strong reports that Loki's getting multiple seasons, or at least a second season, and he starts filming in January of 2022 with this. So um, I think they're still filming theirs right now. Um, you know, Owen Wilson's involved. Um I, the guy who um, it was a villain in Logan because we've talked about Logan enough today, um, and I believe he's in the most recent Star Wars. He's the guy who shot General Hux. That guy, um, mm-hmm. Richard Grant, maybe uh, in there. So I know they're working on it. I want to see where they're going, Loki. How do they get him out of the in-game scenario uh, with the time stone and time travel? So. Yeah, I mean, I know the next closest thing that we have to uh, these Marvel shows right now is probably Mandalorian, uh, but Mandalorian kind of is carving out its own unique area of Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. there are they are using really high budgets and stuff like that, but so far nothing has. Uh, they haven't really directly brought in any any characters. Uh, uh, that's yet. a lie. You, know, it's not, it's you watched like the, you watched the first episode this season. Wait, what? Oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. More, more of an more of an Easter egg, if you will. But what? But what I'm trying to get at here is these Marvel shows. I think will be the first like hyper premium is kind of the word I'm trying to get going here. Uh, streaming show, right? These are directly related to a very high budget box office breaking, shattering uh, cinematic universe that they're going to be putting on the smaller screen, and they're carrying a lot of these characters over, and not just characters, actors, and their contracts. So I just keep thinking 
how exciting it's going to be to kind of see these this high level talent. I'm not saying Pedro Pascal is not high level talent, but I'm excited to see like Tom Hiddleston kind of on the small screen bringing this very very big character that would walk out on the stage at Comic Con and just everybody would like flip out onto the little screen. So I think like what I'm trying to say is even though we've had the Mandalorian out there kind of like breaking the cherry if you will, but these Marvel shows will be very unique. I think once we finally get around to watching a uh, WandaVision and Loki will be like, "Whoa, this is what really hyper premium Disney content is on yeah, Disney Plus." This is what they meant when they said it's all connected. I mean, mm-hmm. they said it forever, but nothing really was connected until now. So Yeah, not like I said, not trying to take any way, anything away from the Mandalorian. It's not like they yeah. need my help anyway. They got a little baby Yoda to basically yeah. do all the heavy lifting, but it's just kind of like I feel like there'll be a little there's a little bit more secret sauce in these mm-hmm. in this Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I want to see how season 2 of Mandalorian plays out with all these supposed like uh you know um uh what's her name ahsoka and and, and bo katan mm-hmm. and stuff like that so not gonna well we'll see how that's but yeah loki i think he's he's got the most mystery to his show because if he's mm-hmm. dealing with time and space literally anything can happen um nothing nothing's off the table right so yeah are uh, they gonna bring yeah it makes you wonder are they gonna bring like chris hemsworth into his show at all i mean yeah. is he ever gonna talk to his brother again mm-hmm. uh it makes you wonder because if he does does that cheapen his death at all you know we kind of all thought maybe that would be the last time he would ever talk to his brother and i know technically it wouldn't be the same thor that he's talking to it'd be a different version of thor from a different timeline yeah. but it's just kind of like is he ever gonna talk to his brother again yeah. i don't know i mean they, they kind of did that with in game with thor and his mom uh coming back uh yeah. So, uh, but I think here, the opportunity here is if you know we we know they've cast um, the actor from um, Lovecraft Country is Kang. If he's gonna do anything with time travel, mm-hmm. maybe this is Loki season two. They've already planned it out. And we don't know it yet. So yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Sadly, they won't give us any news at CinemaCon uh, this spring because they've pushed it back to the summer. At least CinemaCon, the, the sleeper convention, the one that yeah. we always forget about until they get some sort of actually big breaking news that we get to talk about I, on the show. I usually think Spider-Man is there because Sony owns them and they're big CinemaCon people. So mm. like literally, again, the worst name for a convention ever is CinemaCon. Let's just put that out there <laughs> because that's why we forget about it because it doesn't have anything fun. But like I always enjoy their stuff. They give us trailers and toy looks and all this other stuff for movies that we don't normally get to see. Um, even just posters, uh, you know, first look. So I'm, I'm sad it's delayed this summer, but I mean, you know, what else are we going to see in the meantime? Nothing's really in production that we know of. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Just wait, I guess. That's what we're going to have to mm-hmm. do. We'll, we'll do that. In the meantime, we can play some Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mike. Okay. Heck yeah. I'm not telling you what they are, but the reviews are online for this game. They've been out early. Um, yeah. They, they hit with like launch PlayStation fives, I believe. Um, when does that game come yeah, out? I, do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, speaking of this game, I mean, I got to imagine since it's built oh. off pretty much the same engine as uh, the previous Spider-Man game was, the probably the worst offense it could probably do is be underwhelming. Maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. quite reach the same heights, but... I mean, the, the the my favorite part about the uh, the previous Spider-Man game was just swinging around and doing fun yeah. acrobatic stuff. And from the trailers that I've seen, it looks like they've kept all of that stuff and added on to it more. It, so yeah, I, I feel like I know exactly what I'm buying, and I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to buying it. Yeah, <laughs> it's November 12th. Apparently, it's in like four days. So um, mm-hmm. that's sneaking up on me. So what I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question, Mike, because I've been asking myself out loud all weekend, and my wife thinks I'm crazy. If I <laughs> buy the PlayStation Five version of this game. The mm-hmm. ultimate, the PlayStation Five Ultimate Edition. It comes with the PlayStation yes. Five version of Miles, the okay. PlayStation Five remaster of the first Spider-Man with his new face. Okay, 
and gotcha. the PS4 version of Miles. Okay. I I future proof myself if I ever get a PlayStation Five, and this I get true. it for the PlayStation Four to play now. This is very true for twenty dollars difference. I mean, I feel like if you're a future proofing type of person, when I think about you, Chris, it's hard for me to imagine you not having a PS Five at some point in your life. Uh-huh. And you're a person that often likes to go back and re enjoy things. So I, even if it's like two or three years until you own a PS Five, I feel like you could get a little bit of enjoyment out of it. Okay, well, I, I might do that then, um, because I was like, I this is like you know you you can't get this remastered Spider Man game any other way unless you get this Ultimate Edition of Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, well, I could play it this week, you know, and start with, with Miles this week, and then up and down <laughs> your the wife road. is, v- your wife is very smart. It's a good thing that you mar- married somebody that kind of tempers your ability to just wanting things that maybe you don't really need, but then I'm over here enabling you. So yeah. who knows? Well, it's, it's either way. She's like, well, whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Um, that's not the answer I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to help me. So I think I'm going to get them all. So if anyone, if anyone's getting a PlayStation Five, do know that you you get a PlayStation Four version, and if you get the Ultimate Edition, you get the remastered, which is really cool. That they, uh, it, have you, know, you have you been watching those uh, deep dives of people going into the controller because it's finally the controller not, for the PS Five is finally getting shipped? Not the deep dive. I actually have a YouTube tab open right now with all the, like the digital oh. foundry reviews of the PlayStation Five and their controller and all that other stuff. Um, as an Xbox person, that's that's where I've cut my teeth. That's where you know all my money spent. I've been looking at all those reviews and constantly refreshing my my order status to see where I am because some people have already gotten theirs. They actually delivered them early, um, which I'm like, that is wild. How did you? How did you do that? Yeah. So I mean, it seems like seems like people are getting really hyped with these adaptive triggers on the PS5 mm-hmm. controller. I know adaptive. Triggers aren't exactly the newest technology, but now it's going to be mainstream within this controller. And people are are really hoping that developers start to incorporate it because it sounds like there's some really cool gameplay ideas of just like, it sounds like they can put a lot of pressure behind that trigger to really stop you. It seems like they they can technically turn on it to where you can't even move the trigger at all. It's like that solid. So Mm -hmm. I uh, I imagine a lot of broken controllers because people like, (laughs) son of a, and throwing them. But. Yeah, well, I think the I think the coolest idea is if you have a character who obviously performs an action with one of these triggers, and let's say their stamina gets really really low or gets down mm. to almost depleted, it's going to make the trigger so much harder to pull. I mean, obviously, like the human finger could probably overcome it but i mean like wouldn't it be cool if your character went down to zero stamina and you literally couldn't hit the trigger at all i think that's just really cool game game yeah. uh, little game design so as long as uh, as long as my focus is still in the game and not the controller i yeah, agree with you agree. Like, <laughs> if you're like is my controller breaking or is it supposed to do mm-hmm. this then i'm gonna be like okay that's yeah. a little, little concerned but I would imagine I would imagine maybe the Xbox controller has also done this, but they've also said the haptics have been updated. Yeah. So like I guess the haptics have been very kind of binary in older controllers like, oh, turn the turn the little rumble pack on or not uh, or maybe put a little less power into it. But I guess mm-hmm. now they're comparing it more to kind of like how your smartphone or your trackpad can feel like you could it makes yeah. your brain think, oh, I actually clicked something when really you didn't push anything down at yeah. all so uh, i guess even the vibrations just in any controller will get a lot better so yeah it's cool it's exciting yeah it's exciting we're in an exciting time for technology and video games so um miles uh, are you gonna play it this week or you think you're gonna hold off um i think i i think i will i think i'll put it into my uh download queue and get it ready to go yeah it's a 50 dollars game so that's always a you know a nice thing yeah. to do so bonus yep uh, speaking of bonuses, things that will come out, I believe within uh, two less than two weeks is the Lego 
Star Wars Holiday Special, Mike. And when I told you this last week, I believe, or last week or two weeks ago, you were very, very skeptical. Um, I think. Well, I no, I, no actually, uh, maybe, maybe if we were talking within a group chat, but I think on the show last week we talked yeah. about the movie poster, and I actually thought it was pretty cheeky and yeah. pretty funny because they showed that disembodied like Lego hand, and it was wrapped in a I present. So well, once, once you showed me that poster on the show, I, I've been optimistic. Okay. Well, I think the only thing that solidified that is the trailer for this. Um, really, because I was like, you know, this could be really weird. This could be dumb. You know, time travel going back to this. But they are literally taking every Star Wars reference and meme at face value and putting them into this thing. So, um, like, they're taking, like, Darth Vader to, like, Tatooine from the first time. They're putting Ray across all these battles. They're pod racing, Mike. Everything that you think of. And I don't know how long this this, this special is. But I'm I'm having a good time just watching the trailer here. Uh, yeah, they even put they even put Baby Yoda in it. The yeah. entire kitchen sink of Star Wars is in this. Um, my kind of I kind of had two takeaways from it. One of it was just like, oh, this will just be fun. Like whether or not this is really knocks it out of the park, the humor wise, like the Lego movies have done it. Like I'm not really expecting Phil Lord and Chris Miller kind of level of writing in this. But from what I've seen in the trailer, like oh yeah, you know this this looks like this looks like it's pretty fun. But also. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, I guess I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is maybe in some lost canon Star Wars book, but Star Wars never, never done time travel before, mm-hmm. which I just find kind of interesting since all of the big franchises right now are kind of talking about it or dabbling with it or have already done it. So it does make me wonder, do, will we ever get like a mainline Star Wars movie where there's a little bit of time travel? It almost seems within the realm of like, what if like a super high force level user can like travel back in well, time, like 20 minutes or something like that. Right. So, so they've dealt, they've been dabbling with that in um, the newest Darth Vader comic books. Um, like, Oh, like, okay. Like, so, like, I, kn- I knew it was going to be a book. It was going to be on paper somewhere. Yeah, well, it wasn't going to be onto the screen. <laughs> well, what's cool is since this is technically in canon books, they could bring it into the movies at, at some point. Yeah. Um, but the whole point of it is, is like, the, you know, what's, the, what's the whole point of a Sith, right? They want to live forever. Like, that's their goal. Mm-hmm. So how what would help you live forever than using time travel and points through time to, to do this? So I think the Sith lures Darth Vader into like, hey, we can help you bring back Padme from a point in time. And he like tries to hijack Darth Vader's body or something like that. It's just wild. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a way to do it with the Force, um, but like it shouldn't be done everything because like then like well, what if you redo all of the the sequel trilogies or prequels? I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I want it to be very <laughs> set in stone what you can and can't do. Yeah, okay. I have a feeling the time travel in this Lego holiday special will be much more zany, but yeah. it does kind of give you that, um, what is it, a Christmas carol vibe where Ebenezer kind of bounces around time yeah. to learn a lesson? Cause, it's, cause, got, it's given off those vibes. Yeah, because Palpatine's <laughs> with them and everything, too. There's some, there's, some bad, there's some bad jokes in here that people will associate with me the whole way through. It's This is this is classic <laughs> Lego fun. Um, if you've not seen the Lego Marvel shorts on, on Disney+, Plus, go watch those. Those are really... Yeah, really fun too so I, I think this is gonna be a great holiday special compared to the last one they gave us from star wars mm-hmm. i'm down with this have yeah. you you remember the movie free guy coming out with ryan reynolds i know we talked about him at the top of the show so with waiting but. yeah they had they they had a they had a trailer come out somewhat recently it was like a couple I don't know weeks ago I, I think 
Yeah, I don't know where I saw it. it must have just like came across it on on YouTube. But yeah, they intentionally uh, they did not put the date on the end of that. Yeah, one. so so they removed it from its December eleventh release date entirely now. So um, shocked Pikachu face. This yeah. is the appropriate time to use that meme. Yeah. Oh, this is a little steam broccoli moment. People are not using that meme correctly. It's not just for whenever you're shocked. It's when you're not shocked. You're specifically not shocked is when you use the shocked Pikachu face. I need people to understand that because the meme has gone mainstream now. So people have lost all meaning of it. This is the appropriate time to use it. I'm not surprised at all that free guy has moved out of December. Exactly. And Ryan Reynolds voice Pikachu. So this works out. Uh, hey. The other thing is also, um, we didn't touch the top. So this is tangential to the show, but um, it, sorry to announce, you know, Alex Trebek has passed away this weekend at 80 oh, years old, man. Yeah. But he did film a cameo for this movie. With Ryan Reynolds, oh. and will be in this. And Ryan Reynolds mentioned it today, and he will be in this movie in this cameo uh, when it finally releases. So, oh, I thought that was kind of nice. that, that was kind of fun little yeah. fact about it. Um, mm-hmm. Would have been fun, but I think this is also leading the way for every movie in December to be delayed. Um, that's not coming to streaming. <laughs> so, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be out of that Christmas Day window sooner than later. I didn't know. It was the middle of November this week, Mike. I, I'm going to be honest, so I'm I'm not the best audience for this. Yeah, and I was telling you, uh, like the, the the daylight savings times happened a week ago, and I honestly felt like it happened like three weeks ago. So, yeah, and uh, and when these when these movies get delayed, it's not like they're going to get pushed forward. They're not going to put this movie out in January. They're past the point of return for 2020 because December is usually a highly profitable month for films. So it seems like if Wonder Woman's going to be out of December, we're probably they're going to push everything back to the summer again. I don't think we're going to be really seeing anything big until maybe maybe as soon as march but i i think it's i think it's june and july is when we're gonna see hopefully movies return when hopefully a a vaccine as well (laughs) yeah something we need something i need i want to go as much as we bitch about going to the movies mike we're very particular i still want to go back so Uh, yeah um i mean i'll i'll take the jalapeno smell okay i'll I'll do it just (laughs) just to watch something in there so knock on wood uh, the Peacemaker spinoff show James Gunn wrote while he was in quarantine um, is apparently starting production very soon. Uh, James wow. Gunn said he was in Canada, Canadian quarantine uh, for Peacemaker. And uh, the rumor thing is it'll, it'll be in production between January and June of this coming year. So, I'm, uh, I mean, it sounds like he's got I mean, I don't know exactly when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is starting to spin up. But I would imagine all of that is probably pre-production, like concept art, just kind of Zoom meetings every once in a while. But uh, it sounds like this is something James Gunn can tackle, yeah. and his like just a, just in a, the first quarter of the and, year. And he's already had the, the the Guardians three script done for a while, right? I mean, short of mm-hmm. something changing in that, he'd be adjusting it. I think he's got it approved. So really, he's just doing this until um, the Suicide Squad's out, and I think that's when he's free to do go back to Guardian. So. Um, he's killing time like the rest of us but in a very different way whereas yeah. for a quarter of a year i'm sitting around looking for something to stream he's out there making the stuff for me to stream mm-hmm. yeah and using john cena to the best of his abilities oh john cena uh there were speculations earlier this week that the justice league snyder cut movie was completely canceled and um it's not true let's just be honest it's not true <laughs> the trailer was removed from the internet and people were like oh my god it's canceled it's canceled it's not. There was music licensing with the trailer that they needed to re-up, so the trailer was removed until that was fixed. So All right, well, you can only play Hallelujah debunked. so many times, Mike, before you get paid for it. <laughs> 
I mean, this was totally off my radar. I was obviously paying attention to other things this week. So, uh, all right. Well, okay. What you Snyder weren't you weren't looking for Zack Snyder news every morning when you woke up to refresh? <laughs> yeah, that's week. the yep. That's the hashtag I'm most concerned about right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, there's that. And lastly, uh, I I'm I don't know how to feel about this franchise. I don't know how to feel about these movies. Fantastic Beast Three. John, the release date has been delayed indefinitely. Right. Boom. Mm-hmm. That was number one. Immediately, like an hour later, uh, Johnny Depp has essentially been asked to leave as Grindelwald in this movie, and he's been like, mm-hmm. sure, that's fine. So, um, not not to, to say here whatever the hearsay that's in this case that he's dealing with with his wife, uh, who is um, in the Aquaman franchise, ex-wife who's in the Aquaman franchise. Yeah, Am- Amber Heard, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the, the only thing I can think of here that's, that's good out of this, Mike, is um, because, you know, uh, we, we are essentially married to Harry Potter fans of the highest caliber. <laughs> yes, um, very true. <laughs> uh, is that, you know, maybe they could bring back um, Colin Farrell. As, as Grindelwald? Yeah, that, that that seems what a lot of the internet is recommending. They just bring back Colin Farrell and they just say he kind of just changed shape back again. I mean, I'm sure yeah. narratively there's a way that you could kind of spin it. But I mean, I mean, my wife is a very, very big Harry Potter fan, huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, but, you know, she, the, she, like a lot of the other diehard fans, are having it out with J.K. Rowling right now with mm-hmm. her stance on uh, uh, transgender people in the world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a chance that we may not have even been seeing this movie to to begin with <laughs> so i don't really know what the yeah. i don't really know what to make of all of this news right uh i guess they're just really lucky that they have colin farrell in their pocket right yeah i mean who wouldn't be i mean he's he's out there playing the penguin in in, in makeup in a in a bodysuit <laughs> right now so uh yeah i, uh, I think you, go ahead can can you just imagine the bargaining position that Colin Farrell's in right now? Like I am your only shot. I'm your only hope right now. But at the but at the same time though, Chris, uh Harry Potter, the original film franchise has one of the probably one of the most jarring recastings out there. Uh jarring in a way of it was a big character, the actor who played Dumbledore died and they yeah. brought in a ringer that I would say knocked it out of the park as Dumbledore, you know, whether or not you agree with his interpretation of that did you throw your name into the goblet of fire harry i mean it doesn't bother me as much. he said it calmly mike (laughs) but my my wife brings it up all all the time with me uh but that's not his fault that's a director's fault but but go on yeah but i mean they uh they they pulled it off fine there so i mean Mm. to be honest if they wanted to i mean grindelwald is such a unique looking character to where just hire another person and give them crazy gangly white hair and a weird scruffy white like that's all that really was like he had like that slick back white hair like you could find somebody that kind of looks like him you know (laughs) well you have to have someone essentially who oozes charm but is inherently evil um and (laughs) then you make him fit that look uh with bleach white hair and uh a, a was it the thin mustache whatever so yeah uh, all i have all i have to say is i'm glad i'm not in a scenario where i, I care too much i mean uh, i've never really got on board with these fantastic beast movies to begin with so if it's starting to fall apart i'm just kind of like all right no, i don't really care uh, <laughs> here's the thing it won't fall apart it will get made all five of these sons of bitches are going to get made, whether we like it or not. <laughs> really? You think so? I feel like now they're actually might be on the precipice of maybe not getting it going. I like what I'm saying. There, probably there is a good chance that they probably could keep this going and make more money out of it. But 
you know, if the coronavirus doesn't really get in control like how they want it to, I wouldn't you, be surprised if maybe in a couple months, you know, we see another news of just like, oh, this person dropped from the project. They, they are looking for a director or something like th- that. This is too lucrative of, of a property for them to just give up on it or keep the people from coming back. I think they, they would have money. You make a theme park out of this, Mike. That's how much <laughs> they are invested well, in these properties. Well, Chris, the most obvious thing that's going to happen uh, after Fantastic Beasts, whether it gets finished or not, is a streaming series. Yeah. You know, HBO Max, I'm sure, is already in talks with somebody well, to write something attached to the Wizarding World that's, you know, 10 or 8 episodes a season, and they're going to crank out a bunch of them, and they're going to get so many HBO Max subscriptions out of it. That's going to be the next well, big thing. Like, Fantastic Beasts is almost old news at this point in time well here, here's the thing and i, I well the, the a the title's goddamn horrible right how many fantastic yes, were in that last one none of them uh <laughs> but the the video game i know like we're on the fence Ooh, yeah because you're like i don't want to give we don't want to support you know jk rowling but they again that game looks awesome and i i believe it in does. the people who are making <laughs> it like that is that is the next i think big thing with them um and and i'm i'm very much you know uh, not a Potterhead, if you will, but I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to that game. I'm like, ah, oh, it looks so fun need, and so good. We we need a couple philosophy uh, majors and some ethicists to kind of come together and come up with an equation of just like how many dollars does a person need to donate to a posi- positive trans community to negate the amount of money that J.K. Rowling might get from this video game, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't even know if that answer exists. I don't even know if that's the right way to look at it, but, you know, that's where yeah, my is, dumb is brain goes. Is she even goes. getting <laughs> residuals from a video game or is that going straight to Warner Brothers? That's, that's yeah, my like, hope, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just all I'm asking is there a is there a way where I can spend more money to give her no Plus, money, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And and it, is there a world where you can pay twice as much money for this game and she doesn't get any money at all? I don't know, but that's that's not something I want to go. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because dangerous. But yes, yes, I wholeheartedly <laughs> support it. So, um, yeah. Well, that's our that's our show for this week, Mike. Uh, short and sweet. Again, if you guys had a chance to watch New Mutants this week, go check out our review. That's where you know we spent a lot of our time talking about that this week. But if people know what you're up to, where they can see your um, wonderful drawing for the Great British Bake Off, which I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> because I I get it. I whole I get every bit of that joke. Yeah, why does why does why does Paul Hollywood got to be so gosh dang picky? Uh, well, <laughs> my favorite part is they're calling them gherkins all over this this thing. And like what's a gherkin? I'm like, well, it's obviously a sweet And they're pickle. English. Yeah. They're English. How do they not like baked beans? It's like in your breakfast, you know? Mm. It'd be like me saying like I don't like eggs and bacon and stuff like I don't know. It's just we we have a really close friend who who is English as well and we asked him like is are beans are baked beans divisive over there across the pond he's just like no i don't understand what their problem is with beans (laughs) is there a certain type of british baked bean that you know we don't we're not getting here from our campbell's canned baked beans we had in elementary school growing up. i don't know but there was three people in episode the contestant david made some sort of like disgusting remark towards baked beans and prue and paul didn't like baked beans so i'm just like but prue at the very least at least prue didn't like ask request him to be removed like paul did with the gherkin like oh can you make one without the gherkin it's like come on paul you're 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 judging a (laughs) cooking baking show you better eat it you judge it against you eat that damn pickle paul (laughs) yeah it's just relish, you son of a. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I I agree. We we get we get worked up about the show. I'm glad we have yeah, that but about if, us. But I made a little drawing to poke fun at Paul Hollywood. So if you want to see that, 
just head on over to Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see what lovely snacks you're eating this holiday season. Where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, I, I, we talked about this, I didn't bring up the show, but I got one of those Harmony remotes to control all my devices one to rule them all kind of situation going Ooh. on here so uh, i'm gonna see if i can make this all work together and and, and just use can one it, remote can it can it remote start your car i feel like it should be able to remote start my, your car uh at, at, with a hybrid i cannot remote start my car okay <laughs> yeah, they, they don't let you do that because you're like you will literally drain the battery uh so <laughs> they don't let you do that so i, I get what you're saying though we could probably work something out uh, you can also, uh, I think I said Instagram Vault in 87. Um, if people want to know more about our show, where they can listen to our reviews, leave us a review because that helps us the most. Just leaving us a little review. You can even do it from inside the app you're listening to. That would be awesome. Where can they mm-hmm. do those at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all the stuff that we talked about on this week's show, if you want to see that trailer for Lego Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, uh, you can head on over to our show notes and get that. Uh, special shout out to Chris, who we dealt with some uh, technical difficulties at the top of the show. And if you didn't notice, it's because he's an amazing editor and found a way to clip through all those weird problems that we were having with Skype earlier. So uh, shout out, high five to Chris. But you can find this perfectly edited episode over at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you'd like to listen to find podcasts like ours like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you please reach out if you had a chance to see new mutants we want to know what you thought because i don't think a lot of people have seen this movie yet and you might not have a chance to watch it till next week but if you've seen it please reach out and let us know what you thought about it and uh we love our super fans of this show and if you want to be a super fan of superhero slate i don't have to remind you to vote anymore unless you live in georgia they're gonna have a runoff election in january so you will still need to vote over there so be prepared but uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy keep wearing your mask until we kick this pandemic's ass and we'll see everybody next week we'll see you there thanks a lot all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe twice they let you in the back all right, Chris. Well, I'll let you in the back anytime. I'm not putting that in. I'm not putting that in the <laughs> outro or the intro. I set you up for it, man. You did.